Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Thank you so much, everybody. Welcome. Welcome one and all up here, down there, out there, all around. Welcome one and all to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. Now, if you've been... Folks, if you've been paying attention to the news this week... I'm so sorry. <laughs> because there is now a mountain of evidence that Russia has engaged in a series of brutal war crimes. So, in response today, the United States announced new sanctions on Russian financial institutions and individuals. Good. I hope it makes a difference. But at this point, there are so many sanctions on Russia, we might run out of places to put them. We'll have to start <laughs> sanctioning them in the multiverse. <laughs> They're going to have to block transactions with Russian banks that are in the dimension where Spider-Man is still Tobey Maguire. (laughs) The latest package will, among other things, ban all new investment in Russia. Well, you got to. Otherwise, their soaring economy is an irresistible (laughs) cash magnet. Before the war started... Before... Before the war started, I was ready to put all my money into their hot new ride-sharing app, Tuber. Yes. Tuber, you know their motto, is potato. In addition, the administration has imposed what's known as full-blocking sanctions on Russia's largest private bank, Alpha Bank, and its largest financial institution, Sperbank. That's Sperbank, and not, as I originally read it, Sperm Bank, (laughs) which... which is the one bank where you want your assets frozen. (laughs) The package... (laughs) Sperm Bank. There you go. The package also includes sanctions on Vladimir Putin's adult children. He has acknowledged two daughters. And that's just what every child wants to hear. (laughs) I love you, Daddy. I acknowledge you, too. (laughs) Speaking of -of out-of-control billionaires, Tesla CEO and star of Douche Cassidy and the Crypto Kid, (laughs) Elon Musk's. After years of tweeting silly memes and bad takes, while at the same time constantly criticizing Twitter's business practices this week, Musk bought a 9.2% stake in Twitter, making him the largest single shareholder. Wait a second. So if he doesn't like how a corporation operates, he just buys it? How much more evidence do we need that he's turning into a supervillain? What? Guac is extra? Then this Chipotle is now mine. Now, where do I get my free refill? (laughs) Musk's investment uh, immediately caused a spike in the company's stock price. In fact, Musk has already made $800 million on his Twitter investment. 
$800 million is the most money ever made off Twitter without selling pictures of your feet. <laughs> By the way, I give great bunion. <laughs> Maybe you like a little hammer toe? <laughs> One of Musk's first tweets after his spending spree was a poll asking, do you want an edit button? Sure. I mean, I'd rather you cancel the accounts of all the Nazis, but an edit button would be nice. <laughs> Twitter responded... <laughs> Twitter responded, not surprisingly, with a tweet, we've been working on the edit feature since last year, adding, no, we didn't get the idea from a poll. <laughs> wink emoji. Okay, I believed you until the wink emoji. <laughs> Winky mages don't really lend credence to any statement. No one's going to deposit money in a bank that says, we promise not to blow your life savings on cocaine and hookers. Wink. <laughs> in other... In other... <laughs> cocaine and hookers. I'm against it. I'm against it. In other musky news, recently Elon was in Berlin for the opening of his new Tesla Gigafactory, and afterwards he decided to celebrate with a visit to the city's most notorious techno-sex club called the Kit Kat Club. Okay, but give him a break. Give him a break. Break him off a piece of that hot sex club. Now... <laughs> no one knows what uh, Musk was wearing, but the Kit Kat Club's dress code includes leather, latex, lingerie, fancy dress, swimming gear, superhero outfits, or complete nudity. That is a daring mix. <laughs> Nothing says sexy like a naked Batman wearing rubber gloves and a snorkel. <laughs> snorkel comes in handy. You're gonna want the snorkel. Or one of those nose clips. Those nose clips. The Kit Kat Club was just the first stop for what some are calling a sex club crawl. Pro tip, do not crawl through a sex club. <laughs> That's, uh... That's not spilled beer. <laughs> I'm saying don't do it. This is... This is a handy tip. Yeah, Trust... Go ahead, crawl. Do what you want. <laughs> Musk's tour was cut short at the famously exclusive Berlin nightclub Berghain, prompting speculation that he had been denied entry. Oh, you're kidding. I don't care how exclusive Berghain may be, what club wouldn't want this on their dance floor? <laughs> ladies, ladies, that's also how he makes love. <sighs> you like this, baby? You like this? I just bought 10% of Twitter. I can do this all night long. Richest man who's ever lived. <laughs> Continuing with tonight's billionaire theme, there is news about Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg, seen here unable to identify the pictures that contain stop signs. <laughs> he was interviewed recently and had an interesting anecdote about how beloved he is at work. Some of the, the, the folks who I, who I work with at the company, they say this lovingly, but I think that they sometimes refer to my attention as the Eye of Sauron. Yes. Sure. They're comparing you to the Dark Lord Sauron lovingly. 
The guys at the office adore me. They call me Evil Incarnate, El Diablo, Jared from Subway. Get this. They sometimes... This is how affectionate are. Sometimes they even put a picture of my face on their dartboard, and whenever they use the bathroom, they call it leaving my mark. Oh, my God. He's going to destroy democracy. <laughs> In state government news, Tennessee has introduced a bill that would eliminate age requirements for marriage. This bill is being sponsored by a Republican representative and man whose porn name is his actual name. <laughs> Tom... Tom... Tom Leatherwood. That's why you got to use sunscreen. I don't care if you're shooting outside. <laughs> if this bill goes into effect, Tennesseans of any age could be common law married, which is extra wild, considering that under current Tennessee law, it's already legal to get married as young as 17. Okay, that's way too young to get married. It's also too young to vote, rent a car, and too young to, and this is true, operate a deli slicer at a grocery store. <laughs> Call me old-fashioned, but I say no matrimony till you slice bologna. <laughs> and here... Oh, oh. You gotta slice it bologna. Oh, thin. slice it good. Like it thin, slice baby. Slice it thin. You gotta, you, you gotta do that. There you gotta go. But... <laughs> here's the kicker. Child marriage wasn't the purpose of this bill. The real goal was to establish common-law marriages in the state as being between one man and one woman. Ah, oh, don't you hate it when you're trying to write a homophobic bill and all people focus on and how you accidentally legalized baby weddings? <laughs> COVID's making a little comeback these days, and so is the COVID cray-cray, because right-wing activists have launched an amateur grand jury to vote on whether to indict Dr. Anthony Fauci. Okay, first, I want to point out all juries are amateur. <laughs> it's tough to go pro on $23 a day. This amateur grand jury is a live-streamed event later this month that's being billed as the fair and balanced way to decide if Anthony Fauci should be indicted. Why? Quote, the people have spoken, and here's the proof, followed by just the words, video, evidence, documents. <laughs> oh, my God, all three court words? Fauci's in real trouble. Your Honor, lawyer, exhibit A, proof, evidence, document, all rise, case closed. If it pleases the court, may I approach the bailiff? You want to buy some weed? <laughs> so, just saying, it's an amateur jury. Are they are amateur arrest me? So, who are these grand jurors? Why, it could be you. For as little as $25 and as much as $10,000, to be a VIP juror. It's perfect for anyone who's ever thought, I hate jury duty, but what if it costs 10 grand? <laughs> Would I like it then? Now, there is one small thing. There is one small thing to keep in mind before you pay up and bring justice to Dr. Fauci for crimes of doing science. On its website, in fairly small font, they clarify that America's grand jury is a mock grand jury. It has no legal authority. Anti-vaxxers love it, but it doesn't do anything. It's the hydroxychloroquine of justice. <laughs> but, but, turns out, doesn't do anything. Turns out, doesn't, doesn't, turns out, doesn't. 
But it's still worth the money because at the $2,500 juror level, you get one night access to mingle with anti-vaccine celebs in the grand jury's green room. Yes, all the hottest anti-vaccine celebs. We're talking about Uncle Bill, Sue the Borax Gal, Ivermectin Horse, and of course, Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's giant balls. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. John, we got uh, we got uh, we got a national treasure on here tonight. Anderson Cooper is going to be here in just Anderson a little while. Cooper. Yes, just a delightful, just a delightful fella. Great. And uh, uh, I, I just want to say how great the band sounds again. I mean, it's wonderful to have you back. Yes. Gotta have Joe Nega back. I also want to point out. Yes. Lewis and the rest of the band sounded amazing yes. while you guys were gone. We missed you, but man, you guys did an amazing job keeping this band hot yes. while you were while you're out while you're out of the uh, East Coast you area. Killed the best in the world, really. Have you won anything recently, John? Have you won anything? Whoa. Anything since the Grammys? Anything since the Grammys? No, no, not since Sunday. Okay, well. <laughs> Yeah. Gotta keep it up. Gotta keep it up, man. Yeah, gotta, gotta keep, keep it up. Well, we might we might all win something because it turns out I just found this out. This is very exciting that we're nominated for some Webbies, the Web Awards. Oh, yeah. The shows are the Webbies, yeah. and um, yeah, yeah. we've already been honored. We've already been honored by being honorable for uh, for the comedy podcast content series and music video series Webbies, yeah. but we're nominated for two Webby Awards that that people get to vote on. We need your oh, votes yeah. on this out there. Uh, one is interview slash talk show podcast, which would be ours, The Late Show Pod yes, Show. That's, that's right. one. We're nominated for yep. that. And social content series, which is The Late Show Me More, which is yes. the behind-the-scenes video oh, yeah. that we put out every week yeah. here. And just, who's who's leading it now? Who's number one? Who's Who are we up against in interview talk show podcast? John Stewart. John Stewart. Okay, listen. You know I love yeah. John Stewart. John's great. Okay, I love, I love yeah. John. John's Obviously, it'd be yes. great if he won, but even better if we did. And <laughs> here's the thing. No hard feelings. Yeah, no hard feelings. No hard feelings yeah. if he wins, and no hard feelings, you know, if we win either. Yeah. There's no hard feelings no. here. There's, but and just the thing is, it's the Webbies. Yeah, that's right. Not the Friendies. Exactly. Exactly. Friendly okay. competition. We have friend. Exactly. Yeah. Friendly competition. So anyway, uh, go do that, please. And um, links to vote are pinned on our Twitter page at ColbertLateShow.com, and listen to the Late Show Pod Show wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Wherever you get them, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the phone or a deli. Yeah. <laughs> not sure where you get them. <laughs> you know, folks, I spent a lot of time right over there isolating the biggest, newsiest stories of the day and containing them in the most topical circular tunnel with a circumference of 26.7 kilometers and a depth ranging from 50 to 175 meters. Then I add two adjacent parallel beam lines which travel in opposite directions around the ring, intersecting at four points 
I add 1,232 dipole magnets to keep the beams in their circular path, while an additional 392 quadrupole magnets are used to keep the beams focused. Then I add stronger quadrupole magnets close to the intersection points in order to maximize the chances of interaction between the two beams cross. Also, I can smash joke protons against each other at near the speed of light to generate the Higgs boson heavy comedy particles that make up my nightly monologue. But sometimes, folks, sometimes, sometimes. Sometimes I wake up in an abandoned junkyard strapped to the chassis of what used to be a school bus. I gnaw myself free of my restraints and climb atop a hill of crushed Mazda Miatas to utter a call that can be heard only by those in the midst of a life-changing peyote trip. With my freaks gathered round me, hotwire as many burnt-out 91 Buick LeSabres as we can find to animate a fleet of Fury Road-worthy lemons, then roll them to the abandoned subway station below City Hall, where I launch them head-on at top speed in the unregulated Hot Wheels colossal crash track of news that is my segment. Meanwhile... One solid minute. That's a new record. Is that a new time record? Is that, a, is that the longest of all time? That is... Thank you for your service, meanwhile. <laughs> meanwhile. Jared Leto, of all the actors to play the Joker, he is one of them. Well, now Leto is starring in a new comic book movie, Morbius. But turns out that Leto insisted on using the character's crutches even when the cameras weren't rolling and his method acting became a problem on set. Even more problematic, he was still method acting from his role in House of Gucci. Hello, I'm a Morbius. I'm a very scary vampire. Abu, I'm gonna suck you blood. That's a spicy jugular vein. Away, away, you Meanwhile, in litter news, volunteers picked up a record amount of trash from New Jersey's beaches last year, totaling over half a million items, including a CD holder filled with albums by Limp Biscuit. <laughs> well, you know what they say, one man's trash is a CD holder filled with albums by Limp Biscuit. <laughs> volunteers also found a full set of dentures, a thong, and a fake eyeball. Obviously left behind by the toothless, one-eyed Victoria's Secret model, Long Jane Silver. <laughs> they were... Oh, nice. There were also some more run-of-the-mill trash items, like 3,211 tampon applicators, or as they're called locally, and this is apparently true, Jersey Beach Whistles. <laughs> But don't blow on them. <laughs> you know where they've been. A Jersey beach. <laughs> Meanwhile, in an effort to make electric scooters safer for use in crowded cities, there's a new line of e-scooters that stop if you speed, made by a company called Super Pedestrian. Also the name of the least popular Marvel character. Coming up... 
Anderson Cooper. Now you can feel like you're in the audience at the Ed Sullivan Theater with official Late Show with Stephen Colbert merchandise at ParamountShop.com. Shop t-shirts, mugs, accessories, and more, and Late Show Poncho listeners can take 20% off with code TLS20. That's 20% off at checkout on all Late Show products with code TLS20 at ParamountShop.com. My guest tonight is a CNN anchor and a 60 Minutes correspondent. Please welcome back to The Late Show, Anderson Cooper, everybody. Nice to see you again. Good to see you. I like, first of all, I just want to say I like casual Anderson. Yeah? Yeah, yeah we don't yeah. always get casual yeah, Anderson. I, I like it. Uh, that's where I'm going for. That's very nice. Yeah. Yeah. With the decision about the collar inside the sweater, outside the sweater. Where's that? You know, Where do you land on Originally, I was going to wear a white T-shirt under this, and I thought, you know what, for Steven, I'm going to go with a collared shirt. Yeah. You know, I'm a traditionalist. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And Thank uh, you. I, I questioned whether I should have a tie or not, but I figured, you know what? We're still sort of in COVID. I mean, what can, you can't expect everything. Well, that's an instant mask if you need it. That's what I like about the tie. <laughs> um, last time I spoke to you, um, you were in Ukraine. Yes, yeah. And um, we, we all see the terrible news uh, coming from there. Um, what is it like to... having been on location and seeing what's going on in, in a country under this monstrous invasion, and then to come back to the United States to yeah. sort of what you might, might call normal life? Yeah. For you and all the other journalists yeah. uh, who've gone only, over it... there from CNN, yeah. what is that experience it's like? It's always hard. I mean, that, the, you know... The fact that you can be in one place where the, uh, horrific things are happening and get on a plane and in a short amount of time be back here where life goes on as normal and, and you know, people are paying attention and people know about what's going on. But it, it's, it's a very strange thing. You feel guilty about leaving a place where people are suffering and then you Knowing come, that they can't leave. Right, knowing they can't leave and, and that you have this luxury of, of being able to drop in and then leave and come back to your family and, you know, your, my kids are provided for and my friends aren't you know, burying their parents in their backyards and they're not, we're not at risk of having our buildings blown up at night. And, you know, all of that is, it's a strange thing to kind of go between. Well, let, let's talk about um, the, the, the heartbreaking uh, images we're seeing out of yeah. Bucha this week. Yeah. And the clear war crimes being uh, uh, perpetrated by Putin's forces over there. Do you think that that will actually make a difference in the international response? Have you, have you heard any of that in your reporting? I, I don't think it changes the, the facts on the ground in terms of what the U.S. level of support is. I mean, I, I, obviously, what is happening, the images that have come out of this town, Bucha, and, and will, are things that are likely happening in other towns as well that Russia has occupied, um, it is horrific, and it certainly is evidence of, of war crimes, and there are already prosecutors on the ground in Ukraine looking into that and people gathering evidence and all the pictures we see on the news. All of that is potential evidence in, in an international war crimes trial, um, which is, you know, very possible sometime probably in the very distant future. I mean, usually these things take a long time, and there's no way to, you know, arrest Vladimir Putin as long as he stays in, in Russia. But, um, but I don't know that it changes the the willingness of the U.S. to, you know, uh, to provide different form of weaponry or to provide 
different kinds of uh, support on the ground or European countries? So we, we here in the United States and in, in Western democratic republics have access to that information. Right. From what you know of your contacts in Russia and the people that you've, you've spoken to over in Ukraine, what are the Russian people getting? And, and, and how, how, how iron clad is this bubble it's, I mean, that they're it's in. pretty, they're in a bubble. I mean, they're, they're, you know, unless you have access to a VPN line and can get information that's not, you know, that, that's not accessible to ordinary Russians, you're in kind of, your news is siloed in, in Russia. And there's a lot of support for Vladimir Putin. And there's a lot of people who, even if they knew what was going on in Ukraine, would be supportive of it in, in Russia because they support Putin and they believe... Uh, his portrayal of, of events on the ground there. I can't tell you how many Ukrainians I spoke to who have a parent in Russia, and they've called up their parent from a bomb shelter, you know, as their building is being destroyed, to say, you know, what tell their parent what is happening. And the parent doesn't believe them because the parent watches Russian news and thinks, you know, what are you talking about? You're, there's There's no reason you need to be in a bomb shelter. They're not attacking civilians. So it's... It's extraordinary in this day and age how information can still be siloed. I mean, look, we have plenty of people in this country who believe the last election was stolen and that, you know, attacking the Capitol was totally legitimate. So, you know, misinformation go is, is everywhere. Um, but, you know, it's a... People have the access to information here if they want it. They're just choosing not to, to believe it. There, uh, people do not even have access. Um, what about the impact of the sanctions over in Russia. What we, we heard today, the, the, the administration announced even more economic sanctions right. against Russians, some individuals, some banking institutions. Vladimir Putin's two acknowledged daughters. Right, exactly. <laughs> right. So do, do we have any sense of... They're trying to force, it seems, they're trying to force a default by Russia. Really, it would be absolute crushing. That would crush their economy for a decade. It's already in pretty bad shape. Russia's already the poorest European country. Right. Do we have any sense of, A, who that's mostly affecting, and B, whether that effect has any effect? Can the, can the Russian people in any way manage up? Yeah, look, I mean, they, look, they've imposed huge sanctions on, on Russia, inflation in Russia. Unprecedented yeah, sanctions. Unprecedented. And faster than ever. Yes, absolutely true. And Europe is more unified, uh, you know, with the United States. The NATO alliance is stronger than ever before. Uh, you know, in 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 this as for now, but uh, look, the sanctions, the inflation is is going through the roof in Russia. I saw some estimates of it's gone up, you know, two percent each week, which is you know is pretty crushing. That being said, Russia makes about a billion dollars a day from oil and gas sales, mostly to European nations, and the sanctions have not attacked those sales. And so, as long as Russia is making a billion dollars a day, that's what's funding the war. Mm -hmm. um, and that's not an easy solution to fix. And it's like saying I'm going to boycott this gas station by not buying the air freshener. <laughs> yes, but yeah. I'll still get the gas. And look, there. It, the the United States doesn't want uh, energy prices to rise around the world because that will fuel inflation here. So the United States has you know reasons to to not go after energy sales from Russia fully, and also to keep the European allies together. Europe receive many European countries receive. A large amount of of their oil and gas, for, or or even uh, natural gas from uh, from Russia, and that's you know that's something that if you want to keep the alliance together, they're not they're not able to to give up so easily. And so that money is still flowing into Russia. So whatever the sanctions are, and they have certainly been very very hurtful to the Russian economy, um, there's still a lot of money coming into into Moscow. 
We have to take a break, but when we come back, I will ask Anderson Cooper about life with his new son, Sebastian. Stick around. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcasts. We're back with CNN's Anderson Cooper. Let's move on to a a happier subject. (laughs) Okay, a much happier subject. Um, Your new son, Sebastian. Yes. Your... So yeah. here's Sebastian. He's eight this weeks. is your son, Wyatt. Yeah, so Sebastian's eight weeks old tomorrow, and, Seba- and Wyatt is two years old at the end of April, April 27th. How does Wyatt like being a big brother? Because that can be a rough transition. It is, yeah. So that's been... I was really worried about this. Um, because when, when I was growing up, when I came, my brother was two years and, like, four months older, and every childhood photo I have is I'm very happy as a little baby, and my brother's chewing the inside of his lip. Like, I love this photo, because look, we're both in the same, you know, I don't know what you'd call it, like, stroller, uh, and I'm just, like, so fat and happy, leaning against him, and he's like, get me the hell out of this thing with this, ugh, disgusting child. Mm. Um, so with Wyatt, I've sort of gone a different tack, which I want to do a, sl- I've done a, I'm doing a slow roll with Sebastian. So, like, I didn't want Wyatt's life to suddenly cataclysmically change. Sure. And, and like, there's this crying baby. Sure. So, uh, they're, they're kind of a, you know, he, Wyatt's not on top of him every day. Like, why we go out a lot and stuff. And also, I've started doing this thing with Wyatt where we both sort of make fun of Sebastian. So, we have this little thing. I mean, not in a bad way, but... Give me an example. Well, we, we both... So, I started doing this thing when, like, Sebastian's crying... I'll look at, like, Wyatt will look at me, and I'll look at him, and go, go like, eh, I'm a baby, I'm crying, I'm crying. That's really good baby. Really That's a really good it. baby. That's a really yeah, good baby. he likes it. And so now he does it, too. Like, we'll both look at each other, Sebastian's crying, and we'll both go, like, well, I'm a baby, I'm a baby, I'm crying. And for some reason, it seems, it's, it, like... You guys makes... have a common enemy. That's what it is. <laughs> You're yeah. going to stop this before the child understands English, right? Of course, right? I'm going to stop it. But you it. won't know. You won't of necessarily it... know no, when I he's getting like it. He's in on it. I mean, look, in the photo you showed, he, what's so sweet about it is now he's, like, every day there's a little bit more advancement from him. So he'll come and, like, hold Sebastian's hand while I'm feeding Sebastian. In this one, he, like, took the, the, the bottle and started feeding Sebastian himself. Though I will point out, no milk is actually going into my baby. He's just there for the photograph. So He's like, course. here of I am, course. feeding this little baby, but I'm not actually Total giving poser. him nourishment. Total poser. Yeah. I have a, I have a, here's another photograph I want to you explain what this, what this oh, is. Here. <laughs> what's, this. what's happening here? This is a happy little so photograph. So this is while I, I was away. Andy, uh, on Andy's set, he had his son, Ben, and, and my son, Wyatt, who are friends. Wyatt came over to, to see Ben at Andy's set, and they sat on the set. And what I love about this photo is it is so exactly like mini-me versions of Andy and I. If you look, look at, like, Ben is just smiling like he's the host, just like Andy, always happy and stirring 
Yeah. And I'm like, the, whenever I'm a guest on Andy's show, I'm staring at him like with some confusion and mist and like. What are you gonna ask I, me next? Why did I agree to be here? Where am I doing here? But yeah. they have fun together. Yes. They have fun. And they together. got really drunk together, which is. Sad. <laughs> we have to take a quick break, okay. but stick around. We'll be right back with more Anderson Cooper, everybody. Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney, the voice of Korra on The Legend of Korra. And me, Dante Bosco, the voice of Zuko on The Last Airbender and General Iroh on The Legend of Korra. Each week we'll recap and discuss another episode of The Last Airbender. I don't know if we've ever talked about it, but... Amazing guests stop by from creators to cast to super fans to chat all things Avatarverse. Are we saying that this is possible in the Avatar universe? Varney, we gotta spread the word. Now fans can also check out our weekly video pods too by subscribing to the official Avatar YouTube channel. That's a lot of fire, isn't it? That's right, we're on video this season, everybody. So whether you're a super fan with encyclopedic knowledge or you're brand new to this incredible world, it's Fire Nation time, Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Brave the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. You're not busy enough. Yes, you got, you that's got right. the Anderson Cooper 360. We got CNN Plus now. So but you, know, you got Did you yeah, still have the 360 thing before? Sure. Well, you know, 360, yeah, every night, every weekday night. That, okay. Yes. And then you also have two CNN Plus shows. I do. Two. One's two. not enough. Yeah, no. Parental Guidance. It's double plus. And, and Anderson Cooper Full Circle. That's yes. what I meant. That was Full Circle is like an interview show with just yes. folks who wouldn't necessarily be on an evening newscast, but mm -hmm. just fun, interesting people to talk about, people, writers who have come on, and just interesting people. Explain this to me, please, if you don't mind. Yeah. What is CNN Plus? Because here's the thing. Yeah. I see ads for it on CNN all the time. Right. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. But my understanding is that if I go to CNN Plus, that's not CNN. No, that's it, plus. It's a streaming service. Right. Yeah. But Disney Plus is Disney. Right. Plus. No, there's Disney's on there too. But if right. I go to there's CNN, Disney's. I don't get CNN. I get yeah, plus. Yeah, no, you get CNN. You get CNN people. You get me. You get uh, Wolf Blitzer. You get Jake Tapper. You get Don Lemon. You get the whole. You get uh, and a whole bunch of other can I interesting watch CNN people. On CNN Plus. You can watch other stuff from CNN. <laughs> other than. Other than CNN. Yeah, but um, there's a new there's newscast. Wolf has his own newscast, especially Fantastic. for CNN That's Plus. That's all. Yeah. I got I got a, I got a parenting show question. called Parental Guidance, where I do interviews with people about you know I don't know anything. I don't know how to be a parent. And are I, you guiding or are they no, guiding I'm you? No, I'm not guiding. Well, how would I be guiding? I'm you asking questions. You have two questions. children. I'm, you I have know. two children. Yes. You know as much as anybody no, else well, at this no, point. No, not I don't. No, this I'm, is I'm, it. I'm, there I'm is no other training than having a child. No, everyone can tell you yes. what it's like to be a parent. But no, but it so, means nothing until you've done it. Well, no, it. that's it's totally true. Bull until yes. you actually have a baby. Right. No, that's true. That's totally true. Yes. And also, <laughs> it's true. But see, I read. I, I, I bought all these parenting books, and I never got around to reading them. So I decided well, I'll have a show where I'm forced to ask people, well, talk to smart people, and learn about parenting as so I go. So the show is a cry for help. Is <laughs> it's what you're a desperate saying. cry for help. I have three children. Do you want to ask me anything? I would like, yeah, I, I'm me. curious, what would you do, looking back now, because they're teenagers and, and they're all off in their, their own lives. Yeah, they're looking, adults, they're actually all in their 20s. Looking back now, what would you have done differently early on? Like, oh, I would not, I would not have had them. <laughs> Huge mistake. 
Patterson. Lovely, lovely to see you. This has been The Late Show Pacho with Stephen Colbert. If you're enjoying The Late Show Pacho, leave us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert weeknights at 11.35, 10.35 Central on CBS and Paramount+. Plus. And for more exclusive Late Show content, Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews or coverage of all the biggest stories in the nba our new show is the place to be five days a week download and follow beyond the arc on apple podcasts spotify and wherever you get your favorite podcasts